Here is a little bonus clip of Elle. If you haven't yet listened to the whole episode, I highly recommend doing that. And if you've already listened, then I have to imagine you're as excited to listen to more of Elle sharing their wisdom as I am to share them. In this recording, Elle is talking about death and grief and how it's manifested for them over the years, especially in relation to their family. I was born to very young parents. And so when I was born, they were teenagers. And when I was born, my great-grandparents were still alive. And so I have been surrounded by death in my family for a very long time because there were people, you know, my my great-grandparents lived until they were in their late 90s. And then I have a huge Irish Catholic family, you know, just statistically, we've had deaths because of car accidents and cancer and everything else, you know, just the whole spectrum. And there's the proximity to death, which is always an interesting question. How much am I expected to mourn? How much am I allowed to mourn? You know, how much am I a part of that person's story, an ongoing story? And the thing I find fascinating about grief is that you never know. You know, my cousin dies and we weren't particularly close, but there's something about the way that he dies that sticks with me for the rest of my life, you know? And so now I think always about the fact that Bob never tied his shoes, pops in my head constantly, even though we weren't close. And then there's, for everyone who's grieved, multiple people, you know that each time you grieve, it's different. It doesn't take the same shape. And so my grandfather died at the beginning of the pandemic. And this role that I've played, which is a a funny role, because I'm I'm not particularly central in my family to to anyone. (laughs) I am very much the black sheep in my family. Uh, But being one of the only people with any sort of technological know-how, having to connect people virtually during the pandemic for an Irish wake, for a grieving process, for whatever, has become something that I can hold on to of saying like, well, this this is what I'm allowed to do. This is how I'm allowed to go through this process and, and it can be my own. But something that happened because of that is I was so focused on the role that I should play that I really didn't end up grieving my grandfather for nine months And at the end of last year, my brain, as I was making a soup, was like, this is the soup you used to make for your grandfather. And then I wept just into the soup. (laughs) Poor Molly. She had some salty soup. And, you know, and that was the moment that I was like, oh, I haven't accessed this grief. I really put it somewhere else. I put it behind my obligations. And now it snuck up on me. Um, And I think like that has been my whole family experience, to be honest with you. I, I look for the places where I'm allowed. And then the grief grief makes itself known when it is time to be known. With thanks to Al for this reminder that how we experience grief cannot be scheduled and to leave space and maybe some salt from the soup for what may come up. Do you or someone you know have a story to share? Or are there topics you'd want to hear me cover? reach out to me, Sarit, through the website besideproject.org. There you will also find written posts, resources, and explorations of where Judaism meets death and dying. Thanks for listening, and talk to you soon.